Welcome to Beans and Breakdowns, a podcast dedicated to bridging the gap between specialty coffee and the heavy music community. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Finbar Connell, the drummer for Scottish hardcore band Below the Neck. Below the Neck, although relatively new, have really been grinding recently, releasing new music and even releasing their own coffee blend. So I definitely had to sit down and learn some Scottish hardcore and talk about some coffee. So grab a fresh cup of coffee and wake the fuck up. What's going on, Caffeinated Crew? I'm here with Finbar Connell of the band Below the Neck. Finbar, how's it going today, man? Yeah, I'm doing great. How are you, man? I'm doing well. Uh, it's early for me. It's a moderate, I think, afternoon for you. A lovely two o'clock in the afternoon for me, yeah. <laughs> so it's about time for that like second or third cup of coffee, I think. Uh, I have a small child, so talk fifth, sixth, seventh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. What are you drinking today? So I am uh, as on brand as I can possibly be drinking uh, the Below the Neck blend that um, uh, my band and I worked with uh, a local roastery on. Um, so it's a, it's a nice Colombian hula with a little bit of Malabar um, just to give it a bit of smokiness. So it's quite fruity. It's nice. It's uh, Yeah, it's really, I, I love it. So I should, I created it with them. So <laughs> yeah, it's good. That's awesome. Yeah, it's fucking great. I love it when a band does their own local collab. Um, so, you know, props to you guys for that, for sure. What have you got in your cup today? In my cup today, I am drinking something called Kerinci Honey. It's a Sumatra Indonesian. It's by a company from Houston called Greenway Coffee Company. And it's got some uh, some nice notes. I'm, I don't drink a lot of Sumatras, but this one's got upside down cake. Oh, right. Uh, okay. And then like, uh, or like, yeah, pineapple upside down cake and some plum. Definitely a lot of plum because of the, you know, Sumatras are just known for that stone fruity kind of. That sounds good though. Sounds tasty. It's pretty good. It's not as dark as what I'm used to for Sumatras, which is good for me because I cannot drink anything more than like a medium roast. <laughs> yeah, totally. I get you there. Yeah. What's uh? so is Inverness you guys home shop? I know that's who y'all collabed with on that uh, coffee. Yeah. So Inverness uh, roasting company, they're like a small, it's like a, a, a couple started it a couple of years ago and they've basically just like source beans that they like and bring them over and they roast them in house. Um, and it's just like, it's about, a mile, you know, two kilometers away from my house, basically, which is pretty cool. Um, and the, yeah, they like got to go in and see it and they have like the, the roasting, uh, like vat type thing in there and they just roast it all uh, and then uh, back it up and, and they've got a small store in town as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can go in and have a coffee and stuff, but they're, they're really great people and um, really nice. Um, and they, yeah, there, I think there's maybe another roastery here. Or at least there's another sort of like small shop called Grain and Grind, which is I could throw a stone at from my house. It's like <laughs> even closer, um, but they're they're really cool as well. Um, I was in there this morning actually uh, getting some stuff. So yeah, I mean, there's coffee culture is kind of like uh, the UK is always catching up 
with everywhere else, <laughs> especially like uh, you know across in Canada and America. But we're getting there. It's quite good. It's nice. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, when I was talking to some of the dead school guys, and you know, they were like, "There's coffee here, but it's different. Like, it's not ca- kind of the same. You can find like hipster coffee, you know, in London, but yeah. in the rest of the UK, I'd imagine." There's definitely, I mean, there's definitely places, but yeah, it's not as pervasive. You know, in like every smaller town, you might find like maybe one, you know, specialty coffee shop that's roasting and doing something unique and special. But for the most part, it's a lot of Starbucks and a lot of Tim Hortons. Yeah. Which you can take it or leave it, whatever you want to do with it. But I I drink a lot of Starbucks personally because we've got a drive through. I don't know. Do you guys have Costa over there at all? No, we don't. No, it's probably some subsidiary or somebody else, but yeah. Costa is really big in the UK. It's like Costa and Starbucks are like the two biggest sort of chains. Uh, but I definitely prefer Starbucks just for ease, uh, drive through in the morning, that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, getting a nice cup of coffee is nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, Starbucks is very accessible and it's very you know easy in you know what they have. But then yeah. every once in a while, I, I tell people branch out. Look out, yeah, see, totally. what, see what's out there. Um, yeah. Because, you know, it might change your life. <laughs> exactly. You might end up being a bit of a coffee wanker, and that's fine. Exactly. <laughs> Which is what happened to me. So yeah. now I'm the worst of them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so working with Inverness, uh, a roasting company, you said that you were able to kind of pick the beans or the taste. And what, what was that process like um, making that coffee? Yeah, well, I mean, initially I went to them because um, they do like local delivery around the area. And I got like a big tasting pack for my Christmas for my wife. Mm-hmm. And it was like six different packs of stuff. And I just thought, no bands around here are doing coffees. And I love coffee, so why not? So I just emailed them. And uh, they were like, oh, yeah, sounds like a cool idea. Let's let's come up with something. So I actually visited their, their roasting house. And we tried like a bunch of different uh coffees and just like espressos to see how they were kind of like what i liked and i gave them ideas of what what i was really looking for um and they sent me some sent me away with some coffee to like have a tasting session with the rest of the band um because of covid we only i could be in at the time sort of thing and stuff like that so um then me and the guitarist of my band connor um we just sat drinking espressos we had like 12 and it was between eight o'clock and 10 o'clock at night and he, he said literally when he was walking home he couldn't even taste the cigarette he was smoking like he was just like so buzzed on coffee i'm like mouth is, co- mouth is coated in coffee <laughs> destroyed yeah and like we were you know we were washing down with water in between and stuff like that just to you know so we could take notes and yes. things like that cleanse the palate um, yes just a bit but i mean yeah we kind of like took those notes got in touch with them the company and just sort of said this is what we're looking for and we've got like other ideas for other blends down the line that kind of tie in with some of the like one song in particular we're releasing probably first half of next year um it's a bit it's just a very very dark roast because it fits the track name so right but it's just like the ideas were there and just like immediately talking to them and they were so uh, hospitable as well. They're really nice to talk to. And um, yeah, like I, it's been such a great process to work with them. Um, and they, they do small batch. So mm-hmm. it's ideal for a band. You know, you don't want to have to have 
thousands of bags of coffee. Right. Um, when, when you're a small touring band in Scotland, so yeah. uh, you know it's it's a bit. It was it was really good process. They're really helpful, really nice. So I I honestly had the best time doing it. So it was great. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. I know that I was reading a bit about the coffee company, like on the um on their website. Yeah, and it looks like it's like kind of a mom and pop, you know, just a couple that likes coffee and roasts their own coffee. So I was super excited yeah. that you guys were able to work with them and that they were able to work with you because I'm I don't know how into like hardcore music you know they are. So. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was, I was trying to explain. The, I was like, oh yeah, you know. We're we're very heavy because a lot of people ask. Oh, so what's it you play? And I I, th- I feel like just saying, oh, we play like heavy music, and they think, oh, cool, like Black Sabbath, and I'm like a bit heavier than that, a little bit, uh, just just a bit, yeah. Um, <laughs> but they were like, all oh, right, okay, yeah. Well, we like ABBA and stuff, and you know, it was like um, Heather, the the woman that one of the women, people that run it. She was like so nice. She's like, I don't know what you guys sound like, but you're really nice, so we'll work on this, and it'll be great. So, and as I said, I, it was great. There was no judgment like because mm-hmm. we're a heavy band etc which was nice so it was good i think it's that case of i just reached out and i asked the question and you know i can only be told no exactly so what's, what's the what's the worst that can happen yes uh, so yeah it's cool exactly that's that's really really great um so i gotta order some of that soon uh some of that below the neck blend I'll, I'll hook you up. I'll, uh, I'll sort uh, it out for you. Yeah, I'll pay whatever I have to in shipping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll be not a small amount, <laughs> but we'll, we'll figure it out. I'll talk to you after the podcast. Sorry. <laughs> so, sounds good. Uh, we, we'll move into some of the music now. What, what are three bands that got you into hardcore? That's a tough one because my sort of journey into hardcore kind of happened in two phases. So I was born in 1990. So I became a teenager when Screamo was the sickest thing ever and it was the best. Mm-hmm. And um, like early, early, like early actual metalcore. So stuff like Poison the Well, mm-hmm. um, which are, they're one of my favorite bands of all time. Uh, Every Time I Die, mm-hmm. shout out their new album, Jesus Christ, it's so good. But like they're like another like band I absolutely love. Went into them, loved music. And then I totally fell out of it. And then in 2014, when Code Orange released I Am King, I heard it and I was like, what the actual fuck is this? This is the most insane thing I've ever heard. And I just, I literally listened to the song on repeat for I like 10 days, like all just on repeat. So I was in work and I hated my job at the time. And I had to do some crap digitization job. So I just listened to it repeatedly. Right. Uh, and then... I thought I need to see them live and they were playing in, in Glasgow, which in Scotland, um, if you're not from Scotland, Glasgow is the only place that exists apparently. So they, <laughs> <laughs> they were playing there. Um, and we, I went to the show. It was like cheap as in, it was like five bucks to get into the show. What the and fuck? I got absolutely killed at it. Absolutely destroyed. I'd never really done a hardcore show before. And I got absolutely battered, like so bad. I could straight hard for like six months. Uh, but I was like, this was great. And I was like, what's wrong with me? Um, and then I just sort of started getting back into music uh, and then found my way into the local music scene. Uh, and then, yeah, just started a hard rock band. And then that fizzled out. So I uh, joined up with a bunch of guys from like a Biffy Clyro tribute band, basically. And uh, I mean, that's actually really unfair. They're not a Biffy Clyro, but they're a really good band. But um, there's like sort of like, 
alt rock and then a, a bunch of guys from a pop punk band and then we created this like really heavy hardcore metalcore masquerading as hardcore band yeah, yeah. But yeah. Like, like, and then since then I've just sort of dived deeper and deeper and deeper um, and yeah I just love it it's great I just I only really listen to aggressive music uh, at any point of the day <laughs> I just drink coffee all day I listen to aggressive music all day I have no chill um, yeah that's just like a, an emotional overload all day like a like a uh what is it a sensory sensory a overload, sensory overload yeah, all day, all day. <laughs> yeah no, uh, and then i threw a kid into the mix and it's been absolutely even more insane yeah <laughs> so, let's just like take it take it to another level yeah um so absolutely. It, that's that's awesome that uh because that's very similar to the time that i was getting into you know, hardcore. And I remember that screamo, like what we called screamo back then is now yeah. more like melodic hardcore or like, I don't know how you would even call it now, but it, those bands. Yeah, definitely melodic hardcore. Yeah, now. Those are or legendary. Sass-core. Yeah. Sasscore. <laughs> yeah. Those are legendary bands now though. Like every time I die, of course, uh, and where I'm from, they're even bigger. Cause I'm being from Georgia. Every time I die is like the biggest fucking band. Everybody's favorite band is every time I die. So, yeah. That sounds amazing. <laughs> and, and Poison the Well. Poison the Well was really big, even though I got into the scene after they had kind of fizzled a bit, like they had moved on to other things, but they were yeah. still big with a lot of like the melodic hardcore bands, like bands that sounded like Half Heart in my scene. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, that's, yeah. I, I love that. Um, so Every Time I Die, the three bands are Every Time I Die, Poison the Well, and then Code Orange. I love that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. Like just the best stuff. Like, yeah. like each band, when I first heard them, to to be that idiot, that annoying guy. When I first heard them, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. It was the best. <laughs> but it's like totally true. Like, I think it was, ah, oh, what track would it have been? It's something off of Tears from the Red. Um, it was the first thing that came out from Tears from the Red by Poison the Well, mm-hmm. um, which I've forgotten the name of because this is what happens. I actually met uh, Jeff from Poison the Well because they played in my home city, which is weird. That's crazy. A, lo- a long time ago. And I couldn't remember anything to, to talk to him about. I was like, I really like your band, but I literally am blanking on it. <laughs> uh, Botchla, that's the name of the track. Uh, Botchla, uh, off of Tear from Red. When I first heard that, I was like, yo, this is dope. This is so good. Uh, and then every time I die, it was um, a track they did with Jared Way. Um, and then, yeah, Here and I Am King by Codor just blew yeah, their that- heads off. Honestly, that was like a game changer. Moving from you know your introduction to hardcore, the latest tour that you guys have been kind of doing, I, I saw that you have some shows that y'all have been playing around the Scotland area. What has that yeah. experience playing shows been like in more of a post-COVID environment? It's been strange and but good as well. Like it's, it's been great getting back out and seeing our friends because mm-hmm. I mean, as Scotland's like a a small country with like about six million, seven million people. That's probably wrong, and everyone shouting me. But uh, you know, it's like it's a small scene, but there's not a whole bunch of like people doing like heavier, heavier music. Mm-hmm. So like we've got friends, and it's like great to see them for the first time in two years. Uh, I and mean, we live like three hours apart. It's like it's not that far, right. but it's just like it's so good to just like hang out and watch them shout at me and stuff like it's the best like i love it um so that was great we did so we did like a couple of shows in in scotland uh, and then we also went and did shows in england for the first time um 
England's much bigger than Scotland, uh, it's joined in. So we you can just drive down. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were lucky enough to um, sort of hitch up with another band for both legs, so the Scottish and the English leg. And they're a band called Skin of the Snake. And they do like a lot more sort of traditional heavy hardcore stuff. Okay. Um, and they're just brutal. And they're like, they're so good. Like they're absolute dudes. Um, their stuff on Spotify doesn't do them justice, which is really frustrating. Uh, but like they are killer live, like really good band. So it was great to play like, you know, a different country for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's like the COVID regulations are different between England and Scotland. So in, Sc- in England, you don't have to wear a mask to go into a venue or, right. or anything like that. Where in Scotland, like you need to wear a mask unless you are dancing or drinking, which is of so silly. Like, how does that so even make sense? <laughs> exactly. Oh, you've got a drink in your hand. Oh, you're far less dangerous. Or, no, you're flailing about. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're not dangerous. You're breathing at all. harder. Yes, you're not dangerous. Yeah, exactly. Like sweating. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, it's, it's been strange in that regard. I think it took some of the guys in the band a bit longer to get used to that level of kind of lazy fair attitude Care, in places. Carelessness, maybe? Almost carelessness. I mean, none of us got, none of us got COVID. We all got sick, but none of us got That's COVID. That's just normal tour sickness. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I know, right? <laughs> um, you know, a few of my friends have got COVID and some of them have had long COVID stuff mm-hmm. that sucks. Like one has like this uh, issue where she can, like everything she smells or tastes just smells like rot. And it's, it's like a camel is called, it's got a weird name, but it, it affects like so many people with long COVID. Yeah. So like literally anything tastes or smells awful. And I'm like, that's, that sounds like pretty much the worst thing that's ever. That's fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, you know, touring was fun. It was great to get back out. Like, it's just strange how much I like just being in a car or a van and just driving around. Yeah. Trying not to fall asleep. Uh, you know, it, at fucking four in the morning <laughs> try, you know, to get back home to be able to take my son to the childminder the next day, you know, or daycare. And it's just, it's wild. It, it's, it's cool. Like it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So uh, we had a great time. That's great. And you guys had a great turnout for those shows. We had a pretty good, I mean, we are, we're, we are a relatively small band. Um, we had good, t- we had surprisingly good turnouts as well. I would say, especially for a first time out of the country, mm-hmm. we had people coming to see us that, we like didn't know and weren't there to see any other bands, which right. was like the first time for that. It was really cool. Um, it, it was just, yeah. I mean, you know, the thing is we broke even, <laughs> you know, or like made money on these shows. That's so, what like, matters for real. That's how you I judge it. Yeah. <laughs> as, as long as I don't lose money, I don't care. Like I would play to five people. I play to 500. I'm the same. I still do the same things mm-hmm. when I'm playing. Right. Um, I still want to absolutely just kill the show, have a great time. Uh, and then I'll still be standing front and center, getting the shit kicked out of me by other people, loving the band and just like cheering up the other drummers and stuff. <laughs> um, uh, I'm like, I'm like a, I'm the, I'm like the soccer mom of Scotland's drummers. Uh, I'm always like, you can do it. You're doing great. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's new. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was something that was coined on this uh, this run, and I was like, oh yeah, pretty much. Like I just I just love getting involved. I love having a good time and and, and stuff like that. Music's just my like my thing. Yeah. So 
I love it, man. It's the best. I love that the soccer mom analogy because every scene needs one of those. Like every Absolutely. every hardcore scene everywhere you are, like regionally, needs some dude hyping up every single person. Like I love that shit. What is yeah. what is? I'm pretty ignorant to Scottish culture, as are you know ninety eight percent of all North Americans. Um, and I know that here, like in Canada and in the U.S., every state and even city has their own style of like scene. It's really interesting yeah. and it's so big. So every scene is different. What is this, the scene in Scotland like? Well, it's kind of interesting actually, because um, like Glasgow specifically is like a, it's very much a cultural hub mm-hmm. for, for Scotland in terms of that's like the big city where everything happens. Um, but it has a very good hardcore scene. Like, um, like insanely good bands uh, so there's a couple of bands uh, Revulsion are exceedingly good <laughs> like I saw them they they supported a Higher Power and Vain when they were doing a tour yeah I saw that tour here <laughs> yeah it yeah it was wild. sick it was sick yeah, absolutely so good uh, with Narrowhead as well which is like so strange but Revulsion are like way heavier and it was just That's intense uh, and they're they're excellent uh, Revolve are another one. I don't. I think they're still going, um, but there is definitely the Glasgow hardcore scene. Like everyone's in a couple of bands, mm-hmm. so you can. I'm never sure like who's which in, bands who's go in which time. band. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. There's there's like there is a scene outside of that. There's like one or two bands that do like hardcore in different places. Um, like we've got friends called Bitterwood. And they're from Aberdeen, which is like a two-hour drive away from us. Mm-hmm. And they have been killing it recently. Um, they're like such a good band. Like they do a lot of like anime, like music videos. Oh yeah, cool. Uh, of their stuff, but it's like got over quite big on Slam Worldwide and stuff like you that. You say Bitterwood? Bitterwood, yeah. Oh um, shit, yeah. Okay, yeah. I I, I yeah. knew that name sounded familiar. I've, I've seen like on Hardcore Keem or something like that. Like he's reacting. Yeah, he, yeah, definitely. And they're like super nice guys. They're like they're really funny. Um, and we've played like a bunch of shows with them. There's like us from Inverness and there's like, there are loads of other ones yeah, around, but it's, it's still like a really sporadic scene. Like there's not really like a big scene outside of Glasgow. Okay. And then everyone else is kind of like, it's no, no clique hardcore. <laughs> I, I like to think of it as like, everyone's just having a good time. Right. Um, and there's like some sick bands and there's just great bands everywhere, obviously. But yeah, it's Glasgow's very, they're, it's quite hard to place to break into, I think, mm-hmm. um, at least has been historically. But um, there's a you've got Hate Five Six. Sonny obviously does uh, the best work yes. uh, for music videos and, and shooting live stuff. There's a guy in the UK called Daitan Videos. It's David Tan, and he's based in like Edinburgh slash Glasgow. Oh yeah, I watched all of his Outbreak Fest videos. Yeah, right. So. Yeah. So he's in a couple of recent bands called like Afterburn and Slow Move. Uh, Afterburn's like good old hardcore, like sort of New York hardcore vibe. Yeah. And Slow Move's like just old school emo, like so good. Um, but like we've, we've done loads of stuff with him. He's like really cool. Um, so I think like if if you're if he's filming you, you're a part of the scene. Is the way I would like to I like to think of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's cool. Definitely, like England's got a much better and probably more active scene mm-hmm. uh, for especially hardcore. Um, but yeah, outside of that, everywhere's got something, you know, 
just uh, finding venues is the hard part sometimes to actually host shows. Luckily, I book for a venue. So I, uh, I'm i like, yeah, I'll put the show on. <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. care. <laughs> it's great, yeah. Just tell the venue owner, don't let... If they're beating each other up, it's fine. They mean to do it. It's cool. So everyone listening, if you're touring Scotland, hit hit up uh, hit up Finbar and he'll book you. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, in, in so much, uh, if I can make it work, I will right. happily put people up. So yeah, that'll be great. I, I did want to know about Blight. I listened to you guys' discography on, on Spotify and... Yeah. Blight definitely has like a heavier, kind of more distinguished sound yeah. than some of the past singles. Is this a direction that you guys are looking to write more into? Um, well, I mean, this Blight is from a, like a body of work that was pretty much written over COVID when we couldn't even see each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's we we went and recorded five tracks in total with Lewis, the guy I was mentioning earlier on. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, they're definitely by far heavier than than what we've done before. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that it's definitely what we've always wanted to write. We we really like melodic hardcore. Like our favorite band as a band is Counterparts. Yeah, like you know, they're just they're great. And um, but we got to the point where we're like, are we just ripping them off? Like, and then like you know, you have that discussion. And you're like, mm. and then uh, our guitarist is like super into Slipknot and stuff. So it became like more of a, a like heavier riffs like sort of style. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're, we've sort of changed again. Like the stuff we've written and recorded and then we've written more since then. It's like we've changed, well, we're sort of changing our tuning. So we're going up to like drop C. So I think we're in okay. drop A sharp or something very low. I don't know. I'm a drummer. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, yeah. You don't need to know. <laughs> I don't need to know. Exactly. Um, <laughs> But now we're, we're sort of going up into a higher tuning and it's like more of like a, I guess more of a hardcore vibe actually. Yeah. Like uh, more like sort of like party hardcore, like every time I die, like that sort of turnstile, okay. like earlier turnstile, like kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, like step to rhythm era. Yeah. Um, but we're also retaining sort of some of the really heaviness, uh, okay. really big heaviness that we've got. So yeah, it's like, we just kind of write what we like and I don't know. It's, we always don't want to be like pigeonhole ourselves into doing this mm-hmm. one sound. Um, but definitely this EP uh, is, it's an EP. We're releasing it as singles, but it's an EP basically. Five right. It's just fucking heavy. It's like, <laughs> it honestly, it's so heavy. Like, it's, it's not, really it's not heavy. even the heaviest track. Like, not, not it's to not. like, no, no, Christ, no. Like, there's a, the, probably, I think it might be the either the next one, the one after. It's a track called Sever that we'll be doing. And it is just stupid fast and like heavy. And it's got a bit more of like the chaotic hardcore style stuff yeah. in it. Uh, Blight was definitely like, oh, this will be a good single. Like, because it's got, you know, a nice rhythm to it. Whereas, yeah. Uh, yeah and like I the like, breakdown at the end where it has like the noise in between where it's like the dun 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 dun. dun, 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 dun. Yeah. yeah. And then you cut out the cut out the noise and it's just a snare hit in between <laughs> each. I was like, bro, somebody's getting punched. <laughs> yeah. Was it, it, I mean, it went down really well uh, on mm-hmm. tour, and we definitely felt like this was the right one to release. Like it, it worked well, um, and you know we've had really good feedback, um, and you know we're just really glad. We're just happy it's out, and that you know people can finally hear it and see the video. We worked like we shot started shooting the video in April this year, mm-hmm. and it was done. I don't know in September. You know, it took a long time to get different elements done just because of COVID and stuff, right? Um, but we definitely wanted to make like a 
more of a concerted effort to be like a real band. Um, like p- putting time into the recording and more importantly, putting money into the recording because mm-hmm. I don't know who needs to hear this, but being in a band is not a free hobby, unfortunately. Right. Uh, and we just really wanted to like be, just take it up on, on another level to be, you know, once again, that cliche that everybody says, but it's true. Like mm-hmm. just like step it up, you know? Yeah. Invest in yourself and invest yeah. in what you want to do. And, you know, you'll see a lot of fruition come back from that. Exactly. Yeah. Taking um, time and, and sometimes money to invest in your, your passions. Yeah. And, you know, we, but we made it work. So it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The video looks fucking great. It's, I, I was watching the video and listening to the track and I'm like, man, this is really, this is kind of setting apart. If this is what Scottish hardcore is going to be, I'm about it. Like, yeah, this is great. I, I mean, you de- like a hundred percent. You need to check out like stuff that's in, you know, as I said, mentioned like some of those bands, uh, Revulsion, Revolve, Vent are great, Afterburn are great. Um, yeah. everyone's doing something different. You know, mm-hmm. and that's another thing. Um, you know, that I I don't feel like it's just all copying each other, which is really good. Like, you know, certain scenes have like definitely the vibe, but they're not just aping what someone else has done because it's been successful, which I think is really good and it just shows like bands are able to stand their own two feet um which is you know or 10 feet however many members they have yeah (laughs) that's a good one yeah uh but yeah make sure to check out everybody make sure to go and check out the new video blight and the singles up on spotify and you know apple music and everything as well but it's fucking heavy as shit it made me want to kick my door um of my car like off so (laughs) it was fucking awesome so i'm super looking forward to hearing the rest of the the singles on the ep uh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Sounds fucking great. Looks great. Yeah. Way to go. <laughs> Cheers, bud. <laughs> so I've really enjoyed speaking with you about uh, about Below the Neck and, you know, Scottish hardcore for sure. I've learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just have one last question before we go. What is your favorite city for Beans and Breakdowns? My favorite city for Beans and Breakdowns is 100% Glasgow in Scotland. Uh, just because there's, so, I've been to so many great shows there. Um, like by virtue of like it's where all the bands play. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, even like a lot of the bands in in that sort of Glasgow Edinburgh area, like they're all there's so many great bands, um, and there's a lot of really good coffee shops down there as well. Um, you know, you've got your hipster coffee places as we as we would put in you know air quotes. Uh, you know, they're great, and it is coming out elsewhere, but. Up until now, it's really not been in the smaller places. So, yeah, I have to say Glasgow. Um, it's a great place. There's just, yeah, if you're ever in Scotland, go to Glasgow. And also, I live in Inverness, which is beside Loch Ness. So come and visit the Nessie and have a great time. <laughs> in you, might, you might just get some found footage of Nessie. Like you might get it on your phone and nobody will believe you, but you exactly. were there. Yeah, definitely. It, definitely real. Nothing to worry about there. that's awesome uh definitely gonna have to check out glasgow i'll be in the uk uh in june for outbreak fest and i'm gonna be stopping yeah i'm gonna be stopping in scotland are you really yeah yeah yeah. well my wife went we should okay we'll talk about this in a minute but yeah (laughs) (laughs) i really appreciate you uh coming on the podcast on, on your saturday afternoon and hanging out with me it's been such a pleasure yeah thank you very much for having me it's been great and uh yeah it's great podcast and you know the long may it continue <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much have a good one bye
Thanks for listening to this episode of Beans and Breakdowns. I want to say a huge thanks to Finbar for coming on the podcast and talking to me about Scottish Hardcore, uh, the coffee collaboration, everything that's going on with them. It was such a pleasure and I really enjoyed our time together. Make sure to check out Below the Next newest single, Blight. They have a video up on YouTube as well as music up on all major listening platforms. So go and show them some love. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. You can also learn more about the podcast by visiting us online at beansandbreakdowns.com or on Instagram at beansandbreakdowns. Until next week, be sure to stay caffeinated and wake the fuck up.